And today, we're going to be talking a lot about loot, or in less gamer language, possessions. We're going to be talking about our possessions that we have in life. And so my goal today is to help you to understand more about using what you have, what you've earned, or the gifts that you have to use them for God specifically. And as we continue in Luke chapter 12, Jesus has been sought out by tons of people at this point, right? There's literally thousands of people trampling over each other. The the beginning of chapter 12 starts with people trampling over each other so that they can get close to Jesus, so that they can hear his teaching because they've they've heard about what he's done. They've heard about the things that he's been teaching. Some of these people have seen him multiple times, but they can't get enough. And so people are trampling over each other to get just a little bit closer to Jesus to hear his next teaching or to see the next miracle that he's going to provide. So like he usually does, Jesus starts to teach. He starts to teach all of the people. But the reason why this is unique is because in the middle of his teaching, we see someone come up to him and tells, not asks, but tells Jesus to do something. I always thought this was interesting because it's like, you're literally coming up and maybe this person probably didn't know you're coming to the King of Kings. You're coming to the Lord of Lords. You're coming to the son of God. And you say, do this for me. I I, like Once again, this guy probably didn't know who he was talking to, right? So Jesus, once again, he uses this situation of this person interrupting his teaching, which he already probably knew it was going to happen anyways, to use another point so that he can continue teaching all of the people and this specific individual. So we're going to start by reading Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 15. And it says this, Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Friend, he said to him, Who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? He then told them, Watch out and be on guard against all greed, because <clears throat> because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. One's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. Have you ever encountered or maybe even been this type of person before? And the type of person that I'm talking about is the loot grabber. The loot grabber. That's the first point. The loot grabber. Have you ever encountered the loot grabber in a game before? Uh, it, normally, in most games today, when when loot drops, it drops specifically for everyone, or everything is shared between everybody. But this wasn't always the case. Back in the day, couch co-op play, there were games loot would drop, and every it was just a free for all. If you were close to it, good for you. You got everything. If you weren't close to it, well, too bad. You're going to have to wait for the next pieces of loot to drop because you probably weren't going to be able to get the loot in time if you were playing with the person that we would call the loot grabber. I want to give you an example of what a loot grabber is, and uh, some of you will probably laugh at this, and some of you are going to know exactly what I'm going to talk about when I say this. There's a, an event in Final Fantasy XIV that some of us like to call the perfect storm. The perfect storm. Way back in the day, okay, way back in the day, uh, two years ago, we had a static raid team. Actually, it wasn't even two years ago now. It was only just over a year. Back in October, November of 2022, we had a static raid. What a static raid is, is essentially in Final Fantasy XIV, it's eight people that come together 
and they do all the raids together. And we had the newest set of raids that came out at that October, and we were about to go in and do all of the raids to, together, which there were four new raids. Eight people, four new raids, and we were doing this for a couple of months or so. So we got through the first raid. It wasn't too bad. We got through the second raid. The third raid was really, really hard, and the fourth raid we actually never got through. But one of the nights when we were redoing all of the raids, we got through the first one just fine, got through the second one, and then the third one came up and something happened during this third raid. So let me give you a little bit of context. Right before the raid group got online uh, together, our Discord chat was up, and right at 8 o'clock, right at the time we were supposed to go into a raid, somebody put in a message about a piece of loot. Now, around 7.55, five minutes before this message came in, my Discord was completely blocked. Not blocked, but it was. It, it, I couldn't see it because I had all the different mechanics and everything that I, I, I only, that was the only screen I could use at the time. So I had all of my mechanics and everything up so I wouldn't have to ask. So I would remember the mechanics as they were coming because Final Fantasy XIV has like this perfect dance, if you will, as you're going through the raid. So I had all of my stuff up on this screen over here. So I couldn't actually see my Discord. So that's the first part of the perfect storm. Second part of the perfect storm, after we beat the third raid together, uh, I had asked a specific question about a different piece of loot that was dropping. I asked, does anybody need this or am I able to roll on it? Now, whether my voice cut out on the mic or people weren't listening or somebody else was talking, something was going on in the background, I don't really know, but nobody responded at all. If nobody responded, I'm guessing, well, nobody probably needs this loot. So I put my need on that loot. I also put my need on the loot that came up in Discord that I never saw. And then finally, there was another piece of loot that I put need on. Nobody really needed it, but everybody was just putting need on it so that they could get it. Well, my RNG that night, <clears throat> it was out of this stinking world. I got all three pieces of loot. Now, I won't go into context exactly what happened afterwards, but really, all you need to know is there was never a static raid again. That was the last time that we raided together. Uh, there was a couple of furious people in, in, in the room at the time. And the fact of the matter, even though I didn't know what was going on, I was seen as a loot grabber. Because even though other people needed these pieces and items because of miscommunication, because of me not seeing uh, something that came into the chat... I ended up grabbing the pieces of loot that other people were asking for and needing at the time. So I was seen that night as a loot grabber, and that static raid has never happened again. Um, part of it was because of that, and also because I was trying. I, I thought the person was joking around. That's a whole nother story in and of itself. But the fact of the matter was, was because of that, I unfortunately grabbed all the pieces of loot. My RNG was out of this world, so I got everything, and unfortunately, that is what happened there. So I was seen as the loot grabber. So while Jesus is teaching, getting back to the story here, this man gets up and tells him, tell my brother to divide his inheritance. Now in this day and age, if you had two brothers and there was an inheritance that was being given to them, the older brother would receive two thirds of the inheritance and the younger brother would receive one third of the inheritance. Now we don't actually know the context of the uh, story here. We don't know if this is the older brother. We don't know if this is the younger brother. We have no idea, but there is one thing that is clear and this is what Jesus saw. This man is not asking Jesus 
to see to hear both sides of the story and then judge between them who is right, who is wrong, and what's going on. What Jesus sees is that this person has a heart of greed. He's a loot grabber. You see, right before this, Jesus is teaching about how you need to fully commit yourselves to God. As a person, we need to fully commit yourselves to God. This man, one, he either didn't hear it, he didn't understand it, maybe he just heard and it didn't listen to it, didn't heed it, whatever it was. But one thing we know, it didn't penetrate his heart. So Jesus saw the greed and covetous man in this man in the covetousness that was in this man's heart and he knew that coveting the coveting that he had in his heart it would do more harm than not having his share of the inheritance that the coveting would do more harm than not having his share of the inheritance so jesus uses this situation to present another teaching to the many people that are around him at this point he's not just teaching this one person now but he's teaching everybody because of the situation that's in front of him. And he tells them to watch out or guard themselves against all greed. A life of greed or coveting is a life where you 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 always need more. For example, there is nothing that is going to satisfy you. There is not enough that will give you enough pleasure. You always need to have more. You're not happy with what you already have. This is what greed looks like. We know from Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, that greed is idolatry as it says, Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. We live in a world that wants more. Society tells you that the more you have, the more status that you have. The bigger your house, the better your status. The nicer the car or the more cars you have, the better your status. The more money that you have to make, the more money that you have in and of yourself, the more status or the better of a person that you are. But Jesus, as he always does, he goes against the grain and he says, no, this is not true. This is not what it is. He takes that idea, he flips it upside down and he says that your life is not dependent on your possessions. Your life is not dependent on the size of your house. Your life is not dependent on the nice car that you have. Your life is not dependent on how much money you earn, how much money you have, what your job is. He said, those things, your life is not dependent on those things. And to better clarify his point, Jesus uses a parable of someone who's not just a loot grabber, but somebody that is a loot hoarder. A loot hoarder. That's our second point today. Now, to understand the difference between the two, remember, a loot grabber is someone who grabs the loot no matter what. They're just going to grab the loot, and that's what it is. A loot hoarder is someone who not only grabs all of the loot, but they also never get rid of any of it. They don't throw it out. They don't sell it. They don't share it. They keep it all for themselves. If you take, it's kind of like my, my Final Fantasy XIV inventory. Listen, if you want to see a good inventory, go to Vic Sigma. He understands all those things. He has the patience and the time to go through each piece of his inventory to sell things and to give this away and to do this. I My inventory is full all the time and half the time I have to restart quests because my inventory was too full to pick up the item that they're trying to give me in the first place. It's just really, really bad inventory. But it's hoarding things. So Jesus uses a parable here 
about this person that we're calling today a loot hoarder. Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 19 says this. Then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I will do this, he said. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. Jesus uses the story of someone who has reached the pinnacle of greed. The pinnacle of greed at this point, right? There's 10 uses of self-references here. There's five eyes and five mys. Let me read it again. Verse 17, right? It says, he thought to himself, what should I do? Since I don't have anywhere to store my crops, I will do this. He said, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all, and store all my grain and my goods there. And then I'll say to myself, you have many good years stored up uh, many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, enjoy yourself. Five uses of self-references here. This man has so much stuff. So what did he want to do? He wanted to build bigger barns to store even more stuff. Even though he says that he will eventually take it easy, this form of greed is unending most of the time. It's a habit. It's a, it, it, it's this habit that people get into. They just want more and more and more stuff because it's still not satisfying them. It's still not filling them on the inside. There's something more that they need. He will eventually do the same thing over and over and over again. Now, Jesus is not saying that having things or having a lot of things is wrong. Jesus never implies that having a lot of things or having nice things is a wrong thing. He doesn't say that, and I'm not saying that either. But what he does teach, which we'll see soon, it isn't about what you have, but what you do with it. Have you ever been there, though? You're probably thinking to yourself, I've never, I've never really been that bad. Well, if you think about it, from a financial standpoint even, maybe you've had enough to be able to pay your bills, the, enough support to be able to pay your bills and the things that you need. But I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we'd never thought, well, if I had a little bit more money, if I had a, a little bit extra, if I earned just a little bit more, then I'd be comfortable. I'd have more money apart from the bills and the things I need to play, be able to pay. I'd be in a more comfortable spot. I know that I've been there. I know that at times I still am there. But the Bible teaches this, and we see this in life, that the more you have, the more you are responsible for, the more things there are to pay for. Once again, this is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is the case for a lot of people. You see, this parable is teaching of a man who never has enough and will never have enough because he has fallen into the trap of greed and covetousness. So, what does Jesus tell us to do? How do we guard ourselves against this greed? How can we be more like Jesus in this situation? Well, we talked about the loot grabber. We talked about the loot hoarder and not to be either of those, those things but to become a loot giver, to become a loot giver. 
You know the person I'm talking about. If you guys have played, you know, any MMOs, it's the guy where the gear drops and you know that this person needs this piece of gear, but he says to himself, you know what? Even though I need this piece of gear, I know you need it too. And because my heart is a heart of gold, listen, I'm going to let you have it. I'll wait for the next time that it drops, which could be several months from now, right? The person that has that heart of gold that's just willing to allow everybody else to have everything before they have their share. In the older games, uh, like I said, the co-op, the, the couch co-op games, back when loot wasn't always shared, it would be that person that's sitting there and they'd say, you know what, everybody else can have their share of the loot. I'll get the next drops, you know, I'll get the next items. And what are they left with after everybody else goes in there and grabs all legendary and epic items? They're left with all the common or uncommon items that are not necessarily the best things, but because they are a loot giver, that is the type of person that they are. And I think that's the type of person that we need to become as well. See, Jesus says your life isn't dependent on what you have, but what you do with it is what matters. And so let's finish out the story here. Luke chapter 12, verses 20 through 21. It says, but God said to him, and remember, this is God talking to the loot hoarder at this point. You fool. This very night, your life is demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Jesus continues this parable and says, and says that this God says to the loot hoarder, you fool. But then when it says that his, his life is demanded of him on this very night, it means that tonight you are going to die. All the things that you have, all the things that you've stored up, all the plans that you have for the future, all of it, all of it is going to be gone. It isn't going to be here anymore. It's not going to be yours anymore because you're going to be dead. And it's also, you've never given it to God either. I think this is the important lesson to learn, learn here. If there's anything that you hear today, stop what you're doing right now, whatever it is, and listen to this. This is the most important thing. What you give today can have an eternal impact on someone tomorrow. Let me say that one more time. What you give today can have an eternal impact on someone tomorrow. Listen, we talk a lot about building up our own treasures in heaven, right? And, and yes, this, this is true. The Bible talks about that, and that is extremely important. But let's just take a minute. Let's stop thinking about ourselves and let's look at other people for a second. What you have, what God has given you, you could have an eternal impact on someone because of what you give. Jesus talks a lot about giving in the Bible. He talks a lot about giving. He talks about giving in the Bible more than he talks about prayer, more than he talks about heaven, and more than he talks about hell. Though giving is really, really, really important to Jesus, and there is a reason for that. It wasn't to make someone rich and someone else poor in worldly terms, right? It wasn't to make the church rich and powerful. That's not what it was about. It was so that other people might see who he is, who Jesus is, understand the love that he has for them, and that they might be saved from eternal damnation. 
So I ask you this question again. Where is your loot? Have you been faithful to God in what he has given you? Or have you stored it away for yourself? And those of you that are here today that don't know Christ, I'm here to tell you today that Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. All the treasure, all the loot that's in this world, it will never add another second to your life. It will never fulfill you. It will never fill that void in your life that you've been trying to fill with everything that this world has to offer. Because the world has a lot to offer, but it will never fill that void that you're looking to fill in your life. I have someone who can fill that void though. And it's Jesus. And it's only Jesus. Jesus, all you need, listen, I'm telling you today, if you do not know who Jesus is, I encourage you, accept him into your life. Believe that Jesus lived a pure life, that he died on the cross for you and for me, for all the sins of every single person in this world, that he died on the cross so that the things that we've done wrong, he would take it upon himself. And that three days later, after he died on the cross, that he rose from the grave showing that the sin that you've done, the sin that I've done, that I couldn't hold him back and that he defeated all of those things. So that one day, if you do reach out your hand, if you do reach out your hand and you are saved by him, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you could live for eternity with him in heaven. And I encourage you today to make that decision. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I give you praise today for who you are. I pray that in our hearts, Lord, if there is anything in our hearts that is in any way, shape, or form greed or coveting, or that we want more and more and more, that we're trying to hold things back for ourselves, God, I pray that those things would be released today. I pray that you would help us to remember to be giving to others of our time, our talents, and our treasures all of those things. And I pray, God, that you would continually be helping us to be more and more like you. Don't let us be like the loot grabber. Don't let us be like the loot hoarder. But let us be someone that's a loot giver who's willing to give because we know and expect that that could potentially have an impact on their lives for eternity. God, we thank you that you've put us in a position where we can do these things. You've given us treasure. You've given us gifts. You've given us the time. And so, Father, let us use it faithfully for you. We give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Pastor Boz, for that lovely sermon. Um, that word that you're just taking what Jesus said and you're reminding us if we've never heard it before, you're just saying exactly what he's told us to do. And so um, how many can relate to that sermon who is here? Shorts, I know you said you do. I know I have. It's amazing when you get more stuff that you just want more. It's it's so, so true. And then if you've ever gone to a third world country, you all of a sudden realize how blessed you are. And we like compare to each other, you know? But 
we are so blessed. And so it's a good question to ask yourself, all right, what am I doing with my stuff? Where is my heart? Am I satisfied? Do I just want more? So yeah, thank you so much. If anyone recognizes that they feel like, you know what? I'm really bad at this, but I need help. We would love to help you with this journey. So why don't you go ahead, reach out to us. You can also fill out our connect form if you want to reach out to us that way. And we would love to be able to help you walk this journey, whatever it may look like. Also, if you are new to the church, go ahead and fill out that connect form as well, because we would love to know that you are here and you're new um, and get you more plugged into the church as well. Um, so I also want to tell you guys a little bit more about who God Squad Church is outside of our sermons. We have things like serve teams. Um, it is not just me and Boz running this stream. There, We have an entire team behind us. Um, there was a bunch of us that prayed for church before it started. There's a bunch of us that are going to be heading into the discord to pray for each other, things like that. Um, of course, we've got our media team. We've got a prayer team. We've got our XP groups that we need leaders of. So we have a whole team behind this church. And so if you ever feel like, you know what, I would love to serve Maybe you don't have finances to give, but you have time to give. Um, we can definitely set you up with getting you on a team. Um, we also have our partnership and XP path. So if you're like, bro, I love the vision of reaching gamers for Christ, this online church, it's awesome. I want to partner with you guys somehow, then you can do that. Um, you can put XP explanation point slash XP path to get more information and to sign up for that and kind of get a glimpse as to what that looks like um, and become a partner. And then we also have our daily reconnects, which are streams throughout the week. We stream Monday to Friday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. just to hang out, to go into the mission field and be a light in the gaming space and also just chat with you guys. And we have our XP groups, of course. So they are interest-based groups. They just started up, but it is never too late to sign up for one if you want to join one and get to know a couple of people. Um, so yeah, we've got that. I think, is there an XP path class after this? Yes. Okay, you usually is. So if you signed up for XP path and you are need to go to a class, that class is happening after this service. So be sure to pop into our Discord and go to class. So that's just your reminder. Um, and also, another great way to partner with us and speaking about this um, sermon is we are now going to enter a time of worship with our giving. So like Jesus said, he wants to make sure that we are very giving and fluid with what he gives us. Everything that we have is from him. Like God has made the earth. So nothing comes from outside of him and what he gives. And so if you would like to support this church and give financially a little bit to make sure that we can continue to do what we do, there are some opportunities for you to do that. So you can either on the Twitch panel, I'm trying to think, it's probably on all of our other spaces, kick. 
I don't know. But yes, you can scroll down below. There should be a link to give that way. If you don't see it, then you can also just go to godsquadchurch.com slash give and give that way. Or you can also pull out your phones and text this number, 84321. It's on the screen below me here. You can text any amount to that number and it will give you prompts to start being able to give that way. So those are safe and secure ways to give. And I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have given in the past and for who of you are doing that right now um, and who are really taking this challenge of the sermon of like, you know what, maybe I do have some extra or maybe I don't even have extra, but I feel called to do this. We thank you. Thank you so much because we couldn't do this without your giving. So because of you, um, we are able to go into the gaming space and provide a safe place, a church for those who want to know more about God. So thank you so, so much.